Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the Gospel of Mark. Today is episode 920, and we're looking at Mark chapter 1, verses 12 and 13. Read the passage. Immediately the Spirit drove him into the wilderness. He was in the wilderness forty days, being tempted by Satan. He was with the wild animals, and the angels were serving him. This is the Gospel of Mark. We're in this section called the Prologue of Mark. It's setting the stage for Jesus' public ministry. We've seen John the Baptist, where he was coming and doing this baptism of repentance and proclaiming the coming of the Messiah. And then we saw the baptism of Jesus, where Jesus went to John the Baptist and had John baptize him, where he was identifying with sinners. John was having a baptism of repentance, calling people to repent from sins. But Jesus, being sinless, did not need to repent from sins. But what he was doing was identifying with sinners, because he is eventually going to go to the cross to die, bearing the sins of the world. So we're in chapter 1, verses 12 and 13. And this is the temptation of Jesus. Immediately the Spirit drove him into the wilderness. Here we see this word immediately, and Mark uses his word a lot. And he's linking it intentionally with the baptism of Jesus. So we have the baptism of Jesus, then immediately he goes into the wilderness. Now he went into the wilderness for the baptism. That's where John the Baptist was baptizing, was in the wilderness. But now he goes into a different area of the wilderness, and he's driven by the Spirit. Drive is an intentional word here. It's not just he was urged, he was told, he was driven. This means just what it says, driven. And this shows the divine necessity. That God considers this necessary to have this process for Jesus to be tempted by Satan in the wilderness. And he was in the wilderness for 40 days being tempted by Satan. Now, Matthew tells us, and so does Luke, that he was fasting for 40 days, and that was a big part of the temptation about food. Mark gives us no details other than there was a temptation, and it was 40 days. But he gives us no details about what went on during that time. And for Mark, it's not important. It's important that it happened, not the details of it. And this is the same spirit that descended on him like a dove at his baptism that now drives him into the wilderness. And so you have this beginning of the public ministry of Jesus, and it immediately begins with opposition by Satan. Now he's in the wilderness for 40 days. We see the number 40 quite a bit. Moses was on Mount Sinai for 40 days. The Israelites were in the wilderness for 40 years. Elijah was on a 40-day journey in the wilderness to Mount Horeb, 40 days from the resurrection to the ascension of Jesus. We're not told what the significance of 40 is, but I think maybe the 40 days here is reminiscent of some specific wilderness 40 days. Moses on the mountain and Elijah on his way to Mount Horeb. And both those instances, the the Israelites in the wilderness, and Elijah, you have this ministering by angels. 
specifically with Elijah. It's in First Kings chapter 19. He is on this journey and is taken care of by the angels. Now Mark adds a, a detail that's not included with either Matthew or Luke is he was with the wild animals. Now what's the significance of that? Some think it's maybe reminiscent of the Garden of Eden with wild animals, but not the sense here. I think this is just showing how much of a wilderness area he was. These are not cute, cuddly wild animals. These are dangerous wild animals. So he's in the wilderness where there's dangerous wild animals. And it's showing the, just the hostile nature of the world against him. But the angels were serving him. There's no indication that the service of the angels ends here. There's also no indication that the temptation ends here. And that's part of the storyline of Mark is that there's no victory over Satan here that Jesus walks out having had this victory, that the victory over Satan doesn't occur until the cross, that he will have this continuing struggle with the forces of evil throughout his public ministry up until his death. We're also not given the indication that the ministry of the angels ends here. We don't see any more specifically mentioned. Mark's just setting the stage here for the beginning of Jesus's public ministry. This is the end of this prologue in Mark's gospel, where he's setting the stage for Jesus's ministry. We had John the Baptist and the baptism of Jesus, in which he's given the approval of God for the beginning of his ministry. And then we immediately see the temptation of Jesus, where we see now the sudden opposition to his ministry by the forces of evil. And this will continue throughout his public ministry. In, in this, we see the difference between Mark and the other two synoptic gospels. Remember, Matthew, Mark, and Luke are the synoptic gospels. They're very similar to one another, but very different from the gospel of John. And most of what's in Mark is in Matthew and Luke. But there's a few things that are slightly different. But Mark is a more condensed account of the ministry of Jesus. So here we have the temptation of Jesus, and it's just there was a temptation of Jesus, where Matthew and Luke actually spell out the dialogue between Jesus and Satan. So we've got the stage set for the beginning of the public ministry. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we actually start Jesus's public ministry.